Hey Puffs, and welcome back to the Puff Lounge, the show that dives into the struggles and experiences of being a Mexican-American woman. We're your hosts, Dulce and Ellie, and today we're talking about different wedding traditions and our opinions about them. I'm really excited to do this particular conversation, and this one actually came to mind because I was scrolling through TikTok like always, <laughs> and I came across this video on a page called Plus One Planning, and she posted a video just talking about the history of different wedding traditions, and this one called my attention so much because there are such dark history behind a lot of traditions that I honestly had no clue about, and when I was listening to her talk about it, I was just like, what? Because a lot of them actually put down women a lot. I feel like it takes their value away. What were some of those traditions that she was talking about? Well, the biggest one obviously being marriage. So in the video, she was explaining how just the idea of marriage, marriage itself is or was a business transaction. So back in the day, women were viewed as property. When you were first born, you were the property of your family. You were the property of your dad. When that changed, as you became older, they handed you off to another family and then you became the property of your husband. So the wedding itself was the trans, not the transition, the transaction of the women's ownership changing. So that's one of the ones she talks about in the video. And that one I kind of knew because I feel like that's probably one of the most known ones that she talked about. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, she kept talking about it. And I was just like, oh, my God, like women just had it bad, man. So, like, I think with that, just being seen as property, we're not even seen as a person or at least during those times. Right. Right. We are not even seen as a person. So we have or back then we had no individuality so you became your husband basically Mm -hmm. like you were basically non-existent and your husband owned you and everything that he said it goes so basically you lost everything about yourself as a person Mm -hmm. and i feel like that also was the instance not just because of you know you're owned by them but also things that were placed as a law so i think we talked about this not so long ago or maybe i just mentioned it to you off air but women were actually not allowed to have a bank account without their husband i want to say like 70 years ago like not that long ago women could not own a bank account solo Mm -hmm. they had to be with her husband or like their husband had to sign on that right and i think it was um, I'm not sure it was, if it was during that same time or if it was maybe before or maybe it lasted afterwards too, but they couldn't even have their own home. Like the husband had to buy. They couldn't have, they couldn't buy a house unless a man signed for it, basically. That's crazy. Because when you think of things like this, at least for me, my mind always goes back to like ancient times. Like, oh, this was in like the 1800s. But when you actually look it up and look into it, that was like 60 years ago. Like Mm -hmm. we have grandmothers who are older than that. Yeah. And to me, that's just bonkers. I know. The one that always, I think it's so crazy, the fact that women couldn't even have jobs. Yeah. Like, what? (laughs) I actually saw this post. I thought it was so fucking funny. Um, A guy was kind of like, you know, those 
TikTok videos that someone is just doing something with like a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Forgot what the voiceover was, but the man was just standing there, like kind of sh- looking down and shaking his head because it was saying, "I can't believe women actually fought to work." <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm like working my ass off and shit like that, like I see, I'm like, yeah, like we really fought for this shit. But at the same time, I'm glad they did because right, we don't have to depend on a man. But it's one of those things where you see mm-hmm. both sides of it. And it's just like yeah like yeah. we really fought for this shit mm-hmm. ill and then those tough days at work make you feel like man i wish we didn't have to work <laughs> literally <laughs> that's when i was like Could i just been born in the 30s and my husband just had to take care of everything right oh but i like i just think it's crazy how like how you said like it was not that long ago and it's still fairly recent that yeah. we're able to have all of this control over our own lives and have our own individuality right at least legally, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking. And it's crazy that we had to fight the government for that. And it's just those views were just so... What's the word? Misogynistic. Am I even saying that right? It sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that we've came a long way and that we've been able to do that. Because I honestly can't imagine myself living that kind of life. Mm-hmm. Not being able to hold a job or not even able to have a bank account, not even able to have my own house. I could not imagine that today. I feel like just thinking about that now, if someone were to come up and tell me like, you can't do all this, I feel like that would make me feel so angry because I'm working really hard to do all of that stuff. I honestly don't know what I would do with my life. Right. Because back then, women would, I understandably like, women would stay home and take care of the kids and everything but with my views not wanting to have kids it's just like what would i do with my life mm-hmm. you know if i can't work i can't take care of kids because i don't see myself having any i mean maybe a lot of women back then didn't see that as an option and they saw it as like they had to have kids because that was their mm-hmm. job back then right. that was their job yeah your job is to have kids take care of the house take care of them take care of your husband mm-hmm. and that was that right while your man just went out to work brought money and got served yeah ew <laughs> literally that lifestyle just ill. yeah no. but not, definitely not for me I'd, pr- I'd probably pretend to be a man <laughs> change my name like change my whole identity i'm a man <laughs> <laughs> but this is what we fought for we fought we fought to struggle i know but i wouldn't have it any other way me neither to me neither. because to, like you keep saying to have lost your whole individuality and to just be owned like just hearing that sentence kind of angers me right because i think you know we both consider ourselves pretty feminist mm-hmm. and so to hear things like that see things like that it just it makes me mad mm-hmm. <laughs> like i belong to no one i feel like in a way it's still seen today because you still see or hear a lot of people say like women shouldn't be in positions of power and anything like that because they're so quote-unquote emotional and everything but at the same time women have very good qualities and skills that men do not have to be able to be in a good position of power Mm -hmm. and to be able to hold their own Mm -hmm. and i think the emotional side of women honestly it's not even just that's not even something that only women have because obviously men have that emotional side too it's just very suppressed 
or they suppress their own emotions because society because society says that it's not okay and that can be more dangerous right in my opinion it is because obviously if you have emotions that you keep bottled up it's just going to pop out of the bottle one day or another and those emotions are going to cloud your judgment whereas women since we're more open about our emotions we don't bottle them up as much as men or maybe that's wrong but like we are more open to release our emotions and actually go through them mm-hmm. and work through our emotions because we allow ourselves to feel them. Right. And I think all that is not to, like all that we have said, is not to put men down, men down. Like mm-hmm. I don't think we're more than men, men right. are less than us, no. But it's things that we have to fight for and continue to speak on, you know, like basically to fight for a spot on the table. Right. And have being in a position of power it's not so much about if it should be a man or a woman it should be a person who has those qualities of being a good leader right and that doesn't come with gender that comes with your personality that comes with your skill set that comes with how you are as a person Mm -hmm. not gender because i'm sure we've all had managers um, superiors supervisors whatever you call them in both genders, women and men, who are just awful. Yeah. Just because you're a man doesn't mean you're a more qualified leader. Just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're a more qualified leader. Right. Like you said, that depends solely on your skill set, right. not your gender. But yeah, just to say that women can't be a position of power just because they're a woman is bonkers. Mm. Mm. Bonkers. No. That's another statement that just drives me nuts. I, I cannot. I cannot. If someone were to like come up to me and actually say that to me, I I honestly don't even know what I would say. I'd just be so stunned about the ignorance in just that sentence. I've had that happen to me. And really? it actually came from a woman. Really? Yes. I was having a conversation with a peer, someone my age, which was even more shocking to me. Because you mean to tell me you're a young girl, I mean, young lady in your 20s, early 20s, and you really think women shouldn't be in positions of power because we're too emotional. And that was her reasoning. We're too emotional. And I was like, homegirl, excuse me? So you mean to tell me if, but I think we were talking about political positions in particular so like president like vice president things like that mm-hmm. and she thought or that's what she said that we shouldn't be in those kind of positions because we're too emotional and at the time not to get political right now but just to give context uh, during that time was when trump was president and i didn't say anything right then and there because it wasn't a conversation i was trying to get into with her but in my mind i was just like and you think trump is not too emotional that's mm-hmm. a whole toddler we have in office. Right? Ran by uncontrolled emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, I actually had seen a TikTok. It was this guy. He was at a Trump rally. Mm-hmm. And he was going around and asking people random questions. And then he, he came across this woman, started asking, him a, asking her a question, asking her if she believes women should be in positions of power. She said no. Her excuse was, as always we're too emotional and then she went on to say that because we're too emotional we'd probably be starting wars everywhere and then he was he then asked her so all of the people in office have been men and they've all started wars and she says yes so like he just kind of phrased sentences a certain way to kind of just like 
basically reword what she said right right but make what she said from women to men Mm -hmm. and she agrees yeah and then on top of that she all of these people that he was doing this to every single thing that he would say obviously he knew what he was doing but every single phrase that he would say it would go over their heads they didn't put two and two together realizing that what they just said contradicts what they're trying to fight for but they agree with it yeah (laughs) and it's just like if you're going to argue for something at least make it make sense please (laughs) like i don't know whether i should be angry watching this video or if this is just like just pure comedy yeah (laughs) like the stupidity is just comical like i i i don't know (laughs) i saw a lot of those like kind of like that maybe not necessarily the one you saw but just i think the the title of it was making trump supporters look dumb or something like Mm -hmm. that and it was just so funny yeah yeah it's just very contradicting it's so funny but like oh my gosh to me i found it so hilarious Mm -hmm. but it wouldn't make my head hurt because it was just one of those things where like watching this makes me feel like i have one brain cell i know (laughs) yes it's like like, what am i listening to uh uh-huh but bruh we got so off topic we did let's get back into the (laughs) wedding traditions so we talked about the wedding itself Mm -hmm. i think that's the only thing we've said so far right yeah so one that i thought was so interesting and i guess a little i don't know if sad would be the word but um is the wedding veil Mm-hmm. So because, you know, the wedding is a, oh, this is what I was trying to say earlier, because it was a transaction, probably 99% of the time, it was always against the bride's will. Mm-hmm. It was always an arranged wedding. Right. The parents were the ones that decided who was going to marry who, what family was going to go into what family. And a lot of the times the bride had never even met the um, groom. Mm-hmm. and vice versa like they didn't know each other I, if i'm not mistaken back in the old days they would meet each other the day of yeah it was the day of when they would meet and to me that's crazy can you imagine being like your parents coming up to you and honestly what m- blows my mind the like most is how parents could do this to their daughters mm-hmm. how can you as a parent be like I'm sorry if you're going to be miserable for the rest of your life, but we need to do this to climb up the social ladder. I feel like that's just seems that's very just shallow. Yes, and sad. Like, mm-hmm. you're really willing to do that to your daughter? Right. I don't know. Maybe I we say that because we are, we've grown up in such a different time, so we're able to think that way, but mm-hmm. maybe the women back then just couldn't even form those thoughts in their head yeah because they didn't know any better i mean or maybe they did they knew that that's not something that they wanted to do but of course as women back then you're oppressed in society so you had literally your word means shit means nothing right you have no word because your word is your husband's word yeah because they could have also thought, well, then, yeah, okay, let me not get married. But then what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Can't own property. Right. Can't have a bank account. Right. Can't vote. Because I wouldn't. Can't work. Yeah. Because I wouldn't doubt it. Like, not all moms thought that way. And they probably didn't want to give their kids away like that. But they had no choice. Yeah. You're right. No. And it's very sad. But because of that, one of the traditions, one of the biggest traditions in weddings are wedding veils. Mm-hmm. And I found this article that kind of spoke in the way that that video that we 
talked about earlier spoke and i'm just kind of going to go over what it says about the wedding veil so it says arranged marriages are often cited when discussed you know as the origin of the wedding veil when daughters were considered a commodity to the family a marriage was a way of stealing agreements between families and increasing assets a bride and groom would likely meet for the very first time on the wedding day at the altar so the veil was used to obscure the bride's feature only being lifted after the ceremony and that was in case this is so fucked up in case the groom found the bride ugly like you're fucked you're already married can't do shit about it what the fuck my daughter's yours now and you either like whatever the arrangement was whether oh you have to pay me now or now she's into this wealthy family or i i don't even know what kind of trades Mm -hmm. they used to do back then but yeah it was basically so if the bride was too ugly her face was covered throughout the whole ceremony so the groom couldn't back out what the fuck and then they went on with the ceremony did everything boom boom said and done sealed delivered and then the bride would take off the veil and reveal herself yes bro fuck no that is so i don't that's funny as fuck to me (laughs) (laughs) it's so fucked but it's so funny what the fuck so i just can't even like picture marrying someone that i've never even met hell no yeah but honestly i feel like there's a stretch of that in now society in the sense of like sex Mm -hmm. so you know there's still a lot of people out there that don't believe until having sex until marriage which is fine perfectly fine i don't judge those people but like you and i we have those mindsets of i cannot imagine marrying someone i have not had sex with because what if it's Mm -hmm. awful right i feel like that's an extension of that I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's people that are willing to risk it uh-huh. for the brisket. Yeah. <laughs> for the brisket or for the biscuit? They both rhyme, so. <laughs> <laughs> Remix, making my own saying. <laughs> no, but like, okay, we still see that today, too, though, because what's that? There's that one show where they get married and then they don't even know who they're marrying. Oh, the Netflix show? Yeah. Uh, Love is Blind yeah i've never watched it i just always thought it was so kind of stupid it is stupid but it's so addicting netflix reality shows have got to be top tier like top tier but bottom tier at the same time like it's so bad and it's so edited and it's so like it's so bad you can't stop watching yes uh but it's a little different though with love is blind though it's like a social experiment to basically see if you can't fall in love with someone sight unseen and if you're willing to follow through with the marriage. But with that, you don't have to marry them. So, okay. like, they talk in pods. So, basically, they're, like, behind walls. There's a wall dividing them, but they can hear each other. Okay. And so, they go on dates for, like, I think it's, like, 10 days, maybe 14, maybe. Okay, let's say two weeks for the mm-hmm. sake of it because I can't remember specifically. And for two weeks, there's, I believe, like, 12 girls and then 12 guys. And they all date each other the first couple of days. And then they, like, star which ones are their favorites. And then they focus on those people. And then they just keep going on dates and dates and dates, but never see each other's face. And then the guy decides to propose. Mm. Sight unseen. Because you're falling in love with, like, the inner part of that person. Okay. Their personality, their values, their... All that. Mm-hmm. without there any without there being any physical attraction obviously because you don't know what they physically look like 
And I think that's just the social experiment to see if looks really do matter or not in mm -hmm. the real world, which they do because in the experiment, a lot of people like see each other and they're just kind of like, mm -hmm. yeah, fuck. like your face does not match your personality and your voice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have said that, which is a little fucked up sometimes. But I mean, that is reality. I honestly I am a believer that attraction or at least physical attraction is a huge component of how a relationship works because obviously if you don't find your partner like if you don't find a person attractive it's not going to incline you to go up to them and get to know them you know what i mean right so i feel like it's not the all like the it's not like the main thing that makes a relationship work but it plays a huge part in it anyway what i mean the main thing that i was trying to say is that a physical attraction is a huge part in it but it's not the it's not everything in a no, relationship right absolutely and i agree with you a hundred percent oh yeah, that's what i was trying to say <laughs> sorry no, you're good you're good so like you so you can start talking to someone but even okay at least this is, has been in my case where i've found someone attractive and i've like started talking to them but as soon as i started talking with them Within like the first five minutes, five, ten minutes, I've gotten to know their personality and I don't like the personality. I lose all attract, all, all like all of my attraction to them. I was just like, no, nah. <laughs> like I can't. And that's happened to me several times. And I just can't picture being married to someone I've never seen because I do think uh, physical appearance is important, but it's not the main thing. I feel personality is the main thing for me, mm -hmm. but the physical appearance is, is what's going to bring me in first. I love how you said that to me. Because mm -hmm. I think that's such an important thing. Not everyone is the same. Mm -hmm. Like someone, physical attraction can be top, like number one. Right. Somebody else, it could be personality. Because I know some people, if they don't find you necessarily the most physically attractive, but they like love your personality, they can get there mm -hmm. physically and vice versa yeah you know what i mean if yeah. they find you like extremely physically attractive and that's what is super important to them but your personality is like uh, mm -hmm. they may be able to put up with your personality because of your looks which gotcha. i think that that one may be the dumbest to do in my opinion because as you get older you lose that physical appearance right like you're not gonna stay tw looking 24 25 forever right like, you're gonna get older you're gonna get wrinkles you're gonna like your whole appearance is going to change right so, so if you're going not solely but mainly based off of that that's also gonna die eventually right but as opposed to a personality that's pretty much gonna stay the same it may change mm -hmm. a little bit over time because you know i feel like when you get older you may be grumpier or you may get more chill yeah like your personality can change but a tad it's not right. gonna be as drastic as physical change mm -hmm. and so if you fall in love with the person's personality even if their physical appearance changes nothing's gonna change right. because it was that connection that intense connection that goes beyond the physical mm -hmm. that's gonna keep you guys together right but yeah so that tradition going back to that mm -hmm. i think is so fucking funny yeah because i don't know imagine like you're maybe not someone who's ugly but you know you're you think you're good and then you go up to the altar you have your veil and then you take it off and then you just see your bro your grooms 
your brooms. <laughs> yeah. Your groom's face and it's full of disappointment. I feel like I would cry and just be like, fuck you, bitch. I know. <laughs> Bro, like, I can just imagine, like, going through that kind of thing, your, what is it, your self-confidence must go way down. Like, yeah. your own husband doesn't even think you're attractive. Right. Or vice versa. What if or, you, yeah. what if you see your husband and you're like, oh, uh, shit. It's like, fuck, I'm stuck with this. <laughs> what is that a butterface butterface yeah like everything's cute but her face oh uh, <laughs> like it's okay love when we're making love we can just put a paper bag over your head <laughs> just, or just let me close my eyes yeah oh my god let me picture somebody else oh that's no so but yeah so that's the dark history behind the veil and this is another thing i feel like different sources would di- will give you different histories of different traditions and this is the one we decided to go with because i feel like it's the most interesting i read a few articles and the other ones were more like i don't know how to explain it but they weren't as dark and so this is the one i went with i brought up this point to say that maybe you guys have heard of some traditions and in the source or whoever told you you heard something different it's with like any tradition i feel like they may vary from person to person culture to culture right but this is the one we found the most interesting. So it's the one we're going with for today. But another one I thought was really honestly dark is the history of the best man. Okay. So the best in the best man once referenced the quality of a man's swordsmanship mm-hmm. because they were basically viewed as the groom's bodyguard because when weddings were a business transaction you know rather than a union of love the groom needed a good swordsman to help either retrieve a runaway bride or fend off a bride's angry family that may not approve of the union so they were basically security to ensure that the transaction went through right what the fuck so if that veil came off and you're like hell nah or the bride got there and she's like no i'm not going through with this like Mm -hmm. you know this is not what i want for me and tries to run away that quote-unquote best man is not really someone you know or your best friend like we do now Mm -hmm. it's someone who has awesome sourcemanship and will go and get your bride and not let her escape or fight off that family member who is opposing you and so obviously that has changed with time now we see it as the best man is the groom's best friend or sometimes which i think is so cute when the groom has children like maybe the 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 child would be the Mm -hmm. best man things like that but yeah that's not what it used to be it used to be security to ensure that the transaction went through going back to the veil actually i always thought it was a sign of your virginity like Mm. your virginity is still intact that's why you wear a veil that's what i have heard about the color of the wedding dress i always thought it was white yes but it was meant to only be white if you were a virgin because that meant you were pure wait so then back so then during those times what would what color would they wear if they weren't i don't know maybe a different color maybe like cream red i don't know Hmm. but yeah white signifies purity and it meant that you were pure meaning virgin Virgin. not applicable to us no because i remember one time i was talking about how i wanted my wedding to go because you know as women we always talk about that with our moms Mm -hmm. and one time i was just talking about it with my mom and i told her yeah this is the wedding dress i want and i went into like the detail like the style the color blah blah and as soon as i told her why of course 
she just started laughing and i was like excuse me what's so funny and she was like that's meant to be for when you're a virgin and you're not and she just started cracking up i was like excuse you <laughs> ouch first and two what else am i supposed to wear I, in my opinion well not in my not always but I feel like whenever it's not white, it just looks tacky. Like if you walk down the aisle with a purple dress, I feel like that just looks like a quinceañera. You know what I mean? I can see that, especially if it's styled a certain way. It can look like a quinceañera, but I feel like I can picture it. Okay, because I'm going to be honest. I don't want my wedding dress white. I do want it kind of like a cream or tan color. Well, we've talked about this off, you know. Off air. Off air. I actually want to make my wedding dress. Yeah, but you actually have a very off tradition ideas that you want to do about your wedding or just weddings mm-hmm. in general marriages in general yeah so let's bring that up because that's kind of interesting and i want to know if maybe somebody else has the same opinion mm-hmm. as you so kind of tell me about what you were telling me so let's talk about what you were telling me not mm-hmm. too long ago about how you don't really think marriage is like like i don't know how to word it yeah i honestly don't know how to word it either the only way i know how to like word it is by explaining it okay the way that i see marriage it's it should only be defined by or this is my point of view for me anyway within what my marriage would look like in the future it's defined by me and my husband at that time i wouldn't want to get married through the church or i wouldn't want to get married legally but i would still consider myself married with my husband if we consider ourselves that and i know like i had said like i do want like the wedding ceremony and everything but even if we don't have an actual wedding ceremony but we want to consider ourselves married i'd agree to that too i feel like a marriage shouldn't be defined by a church or by the government it's defined by the people within the relationship the same thing it though similarly how you would see kind of just like a relationship with boyfriend and girlfriend a relationship of boyfriend and girlfriend isn't defined by the church or by the government i see that similarly and marriage is just like a further step of your commitment to that person or to the other person that you're in the relationship with so like whenever to the way that i see it is boyfriend and girlfriend is you're spending that time with them and obviously you might have an idea that you may want a future with them that you do want a marriage you do want kids or you do just want to spend the rest of your life with them and I think that's where marriage comes into play. But within that dating scene of like boyfriend and girlfriend, it's not a for sure thing. And you still have the option of like leaving, of course, before it gets to that committed part of the relationship in marriage. That Wait, so sense. do you not want to get married through the church or legally because you want to be able to leave easier? No, I don't want to leave my husband in the future. I don't feel like I. Sh- it should be approved of by the church and by the government. It should only be approved by me and my husband. Got it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So like if you get married through the church, you don't want to go through the annulment process for you to be considered like separate. Right. I don't even want to go through the whole process of them saying that we're considered married. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to give them the power to say that we are married. I feel like that power should be within me and my husband. And just because this part sounded confusing, so you're saying you do want a ceremony. So with that being said, you don't want to be married through the church. You don't want to be married legally. So by you saying you want a ceremony, you basically just want a party because you don't want it offici- officiated. It You don't want it, what's the word? Officiated? Mm-hmm. 
You don't want it officiated by either someone of legal power or a priest. Right. So you just basically want a party to celebrate the relationship. I feel like party is such a bad term for it. I feel like it's... You just want a ceremony. I want a (laughs) celebration of our love with our friends and family. Okay. Like I want them to be a part of that love that we're sharing Mm -hmm. and kind of unifying everybody together. Okay that's the way that i see it it's not so much as a an excuse to like go party like you know go drink have fun shit like that no like i want that to like i still see a ceremony as symbolic because of the purpose of it and the purpose being we're celebrating our love together and we're sharing that with our friends and family but it's not like i said officiated by yeah the you know someone with the power of legally marrying you or Mm -hmm. a priest yeah i would only consider doing it if my husband felt that it was important to him then yeah i would consider it and i wanted to bring this up because i when you first told me i thought it was so weird and interesting because i've never i've honestly never heard that before because i just and i'm not i'm not saying this to sound disrespectful and i respect your opinion but it sounds like a just glorified boyfriend girlfriend situation you know what i mean because Uh it's not like i don't know because i just i picture someone being like yeah we're husband and wife but we're not legally married okay you're not legally married but you're married by a church no like if someone told me that i'd be like okay then you're not wife and husband that's why i feel like in conversations though whenever you talk about oh it's me and my husband nobody's really asking you are you married like legally are you married by the church yeah i don't think they would ask that in first conversation i'm thinking more in conversation like if i know this either person or both people well and like we've had like it's a friendship and then Mm -hmm. it comes up in another kind of conversation not when i first meet someone because you're right i don't question them like when someone Mm -hmm. says oh my wife i'm like okay cool I'm not going to be like, who married you? Married yeah. by the church? What church? Married by state? What state? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if it was someone I truly knew and then it came into further conversation and mm-hmm. then for whatever reason they brought up, oh, no, we're not legally married, like, mm-hmm. you know, or right. by the church. It wouldn't. Yeah, I for sure wouldn't be like a first starter conversation. Right. No, no, no. But the, like, also that's not to say like I do want to exchange vows and I do want to say what we want through the thing of like exchanging rings and everything, you know, mm-hmm. but don't want it to be, like I said, I guess, powered by a church or by the government. Mm-hmm. That's just like my main thing. I just don't believe that it should be defined by the church or the government. I just strongly believe it's defined by the people in the relationship. <laughs> We the people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what I thought about. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. That's just the way I've, I've seen it. And I haven't thought of it that way. Like my entire life. Like there was a point where it was like I wanted to get married. But like and I wanted to get married through the church. But be, I wanted to do that more so because I felt obligated to do it Mm -hmm. because that's the way that i've always seen it done like you know like in the family everybody's like married through the church and it's just the church was just so important and i that's not to say that i'm not religious i do have a religious faith but i don't believe in a church this is just my personal opinion i don't need a church in order to be connected or speak with god Mm -hmm. you know and i can do that and i can do that anywhere i can do that in my home i can do that in the car i can do that in the street like he's there with us wherever like there with us every single day Mm -hmm. at every single time Mm -hmm. and and again like i and i feel like that's how 
how it'll be like during the wedding ceremony a church the church or a presence from the church doesn't need to be present as long as god is there and i do believe that he would be there Mm -hmm. interesting i like i've recently came to terms with that maybe a year or two ago Mm -hmm. with that specific idea like i knew i didn't want to get married through the church three years ago or i wasn't very convinced by it that's when i started to like question it and started really thinking about what i wanted rather than what society thinks i should want and then about a year or two ago is whenever i came to terms of like what it is that i I actually wanted got it very free spirited Mm -hmm. is what it feels like yeah okay cool cool yeah, I feel like a, I do have a lot of self ideas that don't follow societal standards mm-hmm. <laughs> and which a lot of people would question, which I get. But at the same time, it's, it's not for the them. End, yeah. And it's in the end, like if I'm happy, even if it bothers other people, I'm just like, so what? Because in the end, it's my happiness, my happiness, you know, it's my life and no one else gets to dictate that other than me. And you're going to get judged no matter what, so might as well do whatever the fuck you want and whatever the fuck makes you happy. Yeah. And that's not to say, like, I don't agree with people that want to get married legally or through the church. Like, by all means, if that's important for you, then do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I fully support it. Go do it. But I just don't see that for me. For you, yeah. Well, on that end, I do, for me, want both legally and through the church just because that's just what I want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But we also talked about that a little bit off air, how we, or you don't necessarily think it's fair that legally everything should be split down 50-50 if you were to get divorced. Oh yeah. So like if, so my idea is, if this is not just like for my protection, this is, I'm also thinking about what my husband, about what my husband would want, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if I were to get legally married because it was important to my husband, I would definitely get a prenup, not just to protect what I've built for myself, but for his own protection, too. Because if he's worked years for something that he's been working on and that I've had no input on whatsoever, I'm not going to be petty and say, oh, well, we were married. I deserve half of that. No, I put no effort into that. That's not mine. And the government shouldn't give me any of that. Same way that if I made something for myself and I've put in all of my effort, but my husband hasn't put any effort into it, he doesn't deserve that part of Mm -hmm. my stuff either. I've heard a lot of men make that particular argument. And I say men, again, not to attack. I feel like every time we make these conversations, like we honestly do not mean to attack or put men down in any way. Right. It's just the way it's been put is how we have to word it but the reason why i say i hear men making making these arguments is because generally speaking men are the ones that get half of their stuff taken away Mm -hmm. and given to the wife right and so whenever i do hear men saying oh well you haven't worked a day in your life why should you get half of the shit i have like you haven't worked i work for everything and i used to agree with them so like you were saying they didn't put anything into it so why should they get half until i heard this i think he was a divorce lawyer or a family lawyer one of the two he was talking about how yes they did not put any physical work any hours into that particular business but what were they doing behind the scenes that allowed you to have that success Mm -hmm. were you having to be at home dealing with your kids no 
Were you doing the grocery shopping? No. Were you cleaning the house? No. Were you cooking? No. Were you meal prepping? No. Who was doing that? Your wife. And so, yeah, she did not work a day in her life at a job, but she worked more than you at the house. And that's what allowed you to be successful and have the success that you have. So, yes, she does deserve half of the shit you have because you're there because of her. Yeah. In those instances, yeah, like if, like if it's that's what they want, then yeah. But that's not something that I would want for myself. Right. Because I, again, I'm not going to be the one that the stay-at-home mom that takes care of the kids, cleans the house and everything. Yeah, but I'm not saying you have to be a stay-at-home mom. But even like, okay, let's say in the... Because there are partners out there that do 50 50 as far as like paying bills and all that but they still do 100 percent of the job at home yeah you know what i mean so you don't have to be a stay-at-home mom for you to fully support your partner mm -hmm. and for them to to have the success they have like you can do 20 200 of something for them to have that 100 into their business mm -hmm. and so by doing so i believe you are entitled to compensation because you took time out of your life to make shit happen for them yeah and that doesn't mean staying at home taking care of the kids always it may mm -hmm. look in so many a million different ways yeah and so i think in that aspect we can agree to disagree but i feel like in a lot of aspects and not just women like men too because they're the way society is moving, there are a lot of women that are the one, the breadwinners and they're the ones working and the men are more behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I don't see why they are not allowed or why they shouldn't be allowed to have maybe not 50%, but some compensation mm -hmm. for no. helping you get to that success level. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I get what you mean. And by all means, I do agree with you, though, if especially like it, like even if it's like the, the wife or the husband, the one that's been... Uh, giving them the their partner the chance to make that success for themselves and they haven't had like their own success apart from that because they've taken that time from the partner so that they can have their own time i don't i'm not even sure if i'm explaining that right but i'm basically agreeing with you with what you're saying mm -hmm. right that in those instances yeah like i think that's a good thing that they get compensated for that but i feel like in my instance i don't i just wouldn't want it for me I'm not saying that it shouldn't be a thing for everybody. I'm just saying it's not something that I want for mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. and only for me. I'm not saying that mm, it should be like that for every single divorce that happens mm -hmm. type of thing. And obviously everyone is super unique, super different. Everybody's story is different. So they all look different. It's just that for a long period of time, it all looks so similar, you know, right. the man working, mm -hmm. woman staying at home. And that's when men would get mad at us to why did, why the hell is she having 50 percent of my shit mm -hmm. when I'm the only one that worked? Yeah. And that's that. like I just said before, like, yeah, I used to be like, I mean, they're right. The woman hasn't worked. It wasn't until I heard a different perspective, which mm -hmm. had to come from a lawyer. And it was just, you know, those lawyers speaking on like a video yeah. and saying he was just explaining some stuff. I love hearing him because just the way he explains things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've never thought about it that way. But because they they're dealing with that all the time, that's their job. Of course, they have to see it in a different perspective. And that's mm -hmm. when I saw the perspective of yeah you're not uh, outside working but you're doing all the job inside which makes them uh, able to do all that work outside which causes them to be so successful because they don't have to worry about anything else because mm -hmm. the spouse is taking care of it right that's why they should be con 
compensated. Right. That's when my point of view changed because, mm-hmm. wow, points of views can change yeah. <laughs> with new sources of information. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but um, yeah, after that, I was just, I don't know. I was kind of mind blown when I first heard that because it's one of those things that you're like, dang, I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. And then when I heard that, I was just like, oh my gosh, he's so right. And mm-hmm. so now when I hear, you know, women or men winning this or that after everything they've done and supported and i'm just like yay good for you bitch good for you yeah um but no i do want to elaborate though i feel like the reason that i want that for myself is because obviously i've already talked about i don't know i don't think i'll see kids in my future Mm -hmm. so obviously by not having kids i'm working towards my own success and I would obviously if there's no kids, my husband's not going to have to worry about kids either. So, of course, he's going to be working towards his own success, which is why I bring up the prenup. Like if he's building his own thing and I'm building my own thing, I'm not going to take what he's built for himself and he's not going to take what I have built for myself. So in this case, I feel like the businesses or the success or whatever it is that we're making is the kids in this end. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, yeah. Because when you take kids away from that factor, it does change a lot because kids take up so much of your time. Mm-hmm. So, of course, if you're working on a business, you can't... I mean, you probably could, but it would be very tiring. Mm-hmm. Realistically speaking, you can't give 100% of yourself to your children and 100% to yourself into your business. Right. And so if you take children away from that factor, I yeah, it changes the whole equation yeah. up a lot. Yeah. Because you don't have a whole human being. Mm-hmm. So I think with all this, if it were to be the case that we get legally married and that we get a prenup, it's not something that should be or that is needed in every single relationship. But that's just what I see for myself and i think the only thing that obviously i haven't thought of all of this all the way through because of course i'm not there yet right but the only thing that i would see would be like let's say me and my husband were to create something together like a some sort of success together where we both put equal input and everything then that's where i don't know how that would look like but of course i'm not at that point of my life so I don't feel like I need to have that part figured out. Yeah. So every and of course, like, you know, I say this now, but I'm not saying I'm going to think this exact same way 10 years from now because, you know, points of view change. What? <laughs> so that's just my point of view as of now. Right. And I think that's more so because of how I'm living my life right now. So if. And I'm pretty sure my life will change in a few years. And so will my mindset. So will my point of view. And so will my wants and my needs. And your brain. And my brain. <laughs> so. Because you you haven't hit the age, scientifically speaking, of mm-hmm. when the woman brain stops developing. Mm-hmm. You have about, I think, two more years until it's fully, fully developed. Yeah. And I think even then, after you've reached that point of a fully developed brain, your mind is still going to change. Your oh, perception sure. is still going to change. Mm-hmm. So regardless, if I'm 27, if I'm 35, 40, 50, my mind is still going to change about what I want and what I don't want. Yeah, experiences experiences yeah change you yeah Mm -hmm. for sure but yeah so that's another thing that probably society wouldn't deem as 
Acceptable? normal. <laughs> <laughs> what? The or not prenup? necessarily acceptable, but what you said, normal. Yeah. Because it's what? not seen very often. Prenup? Yeah, the prenup. Why I honestly think they shouldn't have such a negative connotation to it as they mm. do now because I feel like they they're looked at as offensive, but it mm-hmm. should just look it should just be looked at as like insurance for right. both of you. And it shouldn't mm. be like one cited to one party, like, oh, it's meant to protect the richer one or the man or the woman. No, right. it should be looked as to protect both. I don't know. I again that I feel like that also varies from couple to couple because everyone's story is so unique. Right. Uh what may look right for me and my significant other may look completely different for you and your significant other right but the concept in general around prenups shouldn't be so negative yeah yeah i get in some cases it is negative because of course there is still relationships out there where they sign the prenups because they don't want their partner to take their success or their finances or whatever it may be that they have for themselves for themselves or that they grew up with and then they just are more financially stable than their partner then i feel like in that instance the prenup is made out of greed Mm -hmm. not out of looking out for yourself and for your partner so i feel like i'm doing it the prenup out of like i'm not just being selfish about me i'm also thinking about my future partner you know like i don't want to take what he's built for himself got it yeah like yeah like it should be a Looked at as a protection for both, mm-hmm. not just one sided. Yeah, I don't like. I feel like my views around marriage or just relationships, all or maybe not relationship, but just marriage, is not deemed as normal in society. <laughs> Ella no es una niña normal. <laughs> Bibi, ¿por qué no eres una niña normal? From la familia peluche. <laughs> oh my gosh, my sisters used to tell me that all the time. Ah, no es niña normal, es niña rara. I know. No fui una niña normal desde que estaba chiquita, anyways. Desde so, que nació era niña rara. I know. Fue adoptada. That's what they also used to tell me too. <laughs> es adoptada, por eso es rara. Nah, man. Looking at y'all physically, there is just no way. I know. No. And then I'm my dad's carbon copy. Or just a girl form. I don't know. So. Maybe you could be adopted. Maybe you came out of my mom's womb. Maybe. You look like my mom more than me. Were you the adopted one? Bro, have you seen me in family pictures? I am most definitely the adopt, adopt, adopt. Oh my god, adopted one. There you go. I kept wanting to say abducted. Abducted. I was definitely abducted. Oh, yep. My mom abducted me. Damn. From the hospital. But yeah, yeah. Physically speaking, I look nothing like the Aldanas, which is the family I'm. I was gonna say closest to, but that's not the right word. The family that's present. Right. The family that abandoned me. <laughs> of course. Because, you know, life li- life, loves to be ironic. Mm. I look like the family that isn't present. Right. Que nada que ver. Soy la copia de ellos. Porque my mom has shown me pictures and, dude, I'm, I'm my dad's fucking twin. And she said... Carbon copy. Yes. And she says I look even more so like his mom, which is my grandma. But I only, I have only seen like older pictures of her, like when she's mm-hmm. already like in her 60s. And obviously I don't look like her because like she's There's old. There's a huge age gap. Yes. Yeah. And she was like, man, but you should have seen her. Like I've seen pictures of her when she was in her like 20s. Like that, that was you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I need to see it. But of course she doesn't <laughs> have said, access to it. Uh-huh. He said copy and paste. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, that's what my mom says. I'll take my mom's word for it. Gotcha. But anyway back to topic oh my gosh we love to skip everywhere i know (laughs) which is fine it's fine 
she's fine we're all fine yes um one thing that i want to bring up before we wrap it up is taking your man's last name Mm. thoughts comments concerns i wouldn't take i wouldn't mind taking my husband's last name but i will not give up my last name if i were to take my husband's last name his last name would be after mine so like it would be elizabeth alejandra aldana and then his last name would you hyphenate or just space i just space it okay yeah but there is absolutely no way i'm losing my last name i feel very prideful to have my last name and i'm actually very proud to be an aldana and there's no way i'm losing that last yeah name. absolutely not <laughs> no thank you for me i don't think i would take it and i don't even think i would hyphenate or space I was born Dulce Mendez. I am Dulce Mendez. I cannot even imagine having another last name. Mm -hmm. And I, I've given this so much thought. I honestly have. And I honest, every time I think about it, no matter what way I think about it, I think it's just the feminist in me where I'm like, I'm not your property. I'm not changing into you. Mm -hmm. I'm not putting your last name, bro. Like, why don't you change your last name to mine? Right. Like, yes, I understand that's not tradition, but who says we have to follow tradition? Mm -hmm. And when I used to have that conversation with my ex because we were together for so long and we were talking about marriage all the time because that's just what we thought we were going to do. Mm -hmm. We thought we were going to get married. We would have all these conversations and he would get so butthurt because I would always be like, no, I'm not taking your last name. But Why? Mm -hmm. Like, that's how, that's what you're supposed to do. Th says who? Show me where the law is. <laughs> like, absolutely not, you mm -hmm. know? And then that's when I would be like, well, how about you change yours to mine? Like, not even being funny. Like, legitimately, why don't you change yours to mine? He'd be like, no. Why? Oh, okay. So tú no, pero yo sí. Hell no, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's got to be an equal give and take there. But... I mean, of course, this idea isn't for everybody. So oh, yeah. I know that there's people that do want to take their husband's last name. Yeah. But the way that I see it is if I take my husband's last name and I lose mine. Okay, so the person that I was for, let's say I get married now that, that I'm 23. So the person that I was for the past 23 years just doesn't exist. My last name means something to me. And me losing my last name, I'm losing a part of my own identity. And I'm just taking up his. And I'm like... I'm not losing my own individuality in a relationship. I'm still my own person. I'm not going to become my husband's identity. Right. You know, and that goes to I wanted to tie that into bringing up how whenever I watch like TV shows or movies when they are doing a ceremony and, you know, they're done with the ceremony and the priest or the officiator, whoever it may be, speaks into the crowd and says, I now... I forget what the words they use, but basically, I want to show off the new couple. Please mm -hmm. welcome Mr. and Mrs. And they say the name of the guy. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm marrying Jose Chavez. <laughs> Okay. and you know we're done with the wedding and they're like i would like to welcome you mr and mrs jose chavez like ew yeah, like, i become the... him mm -hmm. gross right no i am not in his shadow i am me and i am dulce mendez bitch <laughs> you better introduce both yes like i love when they say or even when they say like let's say they were to say mr and mrs dulce and jose chavez even that i hate yeah like why why are we losing my last name bitch mm -hmm. why is he his whole person and i'm half of my person right and again i don't know if that's just the feminist in me i don't mm -hmm. know if it's because daddy issues <laughs> like i cannot tell you what it is 
but it is what it is Mm -hmm. and i hate hearing that yeah and it makes me cringe it makes me cringe it's an ick for me when i hear that in a wedding it makes me want to throw up honestly Mm -hmm. i know that's such an exaggeration and people are like that's just for dramatic effect but no like i honestly hate it Mm -hmm. when i hear that even when it's like it has nothing to do with me it makes me roll my eyes yeah i'm like gross like that wife just became her husband ill mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it other than that no it makes sense though um and i know like that specific comment make make some of your eyes roll like really dulce mm-hmm. ill is not that big of a deal but like bitch it is because mm-hmm. i've had girls tell me like oh my god it's not that big of a deal like it's like they dream of changing their last name to their mm-hmm. husband's and i'm not shitting on that dream either like yeah. if that's what you want girl go for it whatever makes you happy but I cannot stand when people try to minimize my feelings over it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it is to me. Right. It is to me. Mm-hmm. Because all I see when I hear that, as dumb and dramatic as it may sound, the only thing that plays in my head is years and years of women. Oppression. Yeah. Women mm-hmm. oppression. We've overcome all of that. Like, I do not want to become my husband. I do not want to become my husband's identity. Mm-hmm. I do not want to be known as Mrs jose chavez i don't know why that name came up (laughs) so fucking mexican but you know like you get my point you know yeah i completely understand that and i wouldn't be want to be introduced as just my husband's identity either like or just his last name or his first and last name again like it takes away from my own person i've built myself like he's only came into my life like let's say right now that i'm 23 years old Mm -hmm. he's only came into my life for in this moment whenever i'm 23 years old but he wasn't there for the past 23 years and so i feel like oh losing that recognition of my name out into the world loses that part of me Mm -hmm. like it's that part of me is not recognized to the rest of the world right and by all means like if this may not apply to everybody else's point of view like other women that do want to take their husband's last name and everything like and obviously they don't have the same point of view as me and like that's great you know like you're still gonna like if you the way that you see how that whole thing works for you by all means like keep that view for yourself if it makes you happy then do it Mm -hmm. but that's not what works for me right and that's not what i want for me and we're here to talk about us (laughs) (laughs) and just to speak new perspectives yes yes new perspective new new ideas so, I mean, and this isn't meant to try and change anybody's point of view. You know, it's just to give y'all a different point of view that y'all can listen to. Doesn't mean that y'all have to take this point of view as your own. Right. I mean, or if you agree with us, maybe everybody in your life has been like, bitch, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. And now hearing us like you're not alone. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of us weirdos out there. Yep. <laughs> the ones that just don't fit into societal standards. Right. And then also... I don't think it's okay kind of backtracking Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a hundred percent just like the feminist in me coming out it's also because I grew up in a different culture Mm -hmm. I've said this before I was born in Mexico so my foundation I didn't come here until I was seven so I wasn't like most um, immigrant children that came when they were babies Mm -hmm. or one or two like you don't remember anything from your first two years you know so like it's like you never lived in Mexico, let's mm-hmm. say. But for me, I lived there until I was seven. So I have a pretty, or seven and a half, almost eight. I have a pretty strong foundation of Mexican culture. Y lo que pasa allá, allá no es tan 
común que las mujeres se cambien su apellido cuando se casan. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it's changed, but back then, like, now that I think about it, I don't think anybody changed their name. Because over there, you know, like how here you can change your first name? Yeah. Over there, it, was, it wasn't even legal to change your first name like here. Like, no. oh, I'm 18 and I hate my name. Let me change it. Let me go to the, mm -hmm. you know, whatever office and fill out a paper and boom. Allá no. Lo que te dio tu mamá cuando naces es lo que tienes y boom, done. Like, there's no way to, around it. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know if that has changed. But back then, that was a law. Like, you could not change your name. So what a lot of women would do is if they wanted to partake in that tradition, they would hyphenate. Gotcha. And so that's why that's why you see a lot of last names being like, I don't know, let's say Aldana slash Mendes. Mm -hmm. And that's very common over there because people don't change their last name. Right. So it's like part feminist, part fuck you, I'm not you uh -huh. part. Like, that's not in my culture. Mm -hmm. And then once we came over here, that's when I would see everyone change their last name. But that wasn't like a foundational thing in my brain. Gotcha. In my upbringing. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's cool how we kind of have a... It's, obviously, it's not the same, but we have a very similar point of view on that. But on my end, I grew up watching people take their husband's last name mm -hmm. all together. Right. And leave their last name behind right and but even then even though i grew up watching that i still didn't want that for myself back then yeah i felt like that's what i wanted to do that was my dream mm -hmm. but again i was doing that mostly because that was the way to do it that's what i saw had to be done right i didn't know it was an option i thought it was more so something to. you had to do yeah and now that I'm grown up and I can make my own decisions. I have my own mentality. I'm able to think for myself and make my own decisions. And I've realized that that's not even what I want. But then again, times change and our minds change. So again, I mean, I feel like this is not something that I, this is not an like idea. Stone. I, this is not an idea that I change in the future. But then again, I say that now. So, and then a, like 10 years from now. And like, I, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I feel the same way because I've thought about like, is that because the way I speak on it now for me is like set in stone, like it's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. But then I think about what if I find like a wonderful man and I love him and I really want to be with him and we get married and he's just so adamant about me changing it mm -hmm. because there are people that grew up that way and that's just what they want for their wife. I don't know if I would be like, well, fuck it. We're just not going to get married then. Uh huh. I don't know, because then it'd be like, well, are you willing to compromise? Am I willing to compromise? Do we hyphenate? Do we just fuck it? You know, yeah. So I've thought about that, too, because right now it does feel very like it's set in stone. Mm -hmm. But if I meet someone with who's amazing, but has just a strong opinion, but on the opposite end, like, oh, no, like I want my wife to change her name. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, mm -hmm. it's like, what would I do? I've thought yeah. about that scenario, too. I feel like if I was in that scenario where my husband had that, like, no, like, you need to leave your last name and take mine. I feel like even in that instance, I would, I just cannot. I feel like, and maybe it just might be my pride in my last name, but I cannot leave my last name. Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't. I feel like if in that instance, but we say that now. Right. But just speaking on how we view it now, I wonder if I would just hyphenate. But even mm -hmm. that, like, I don't, because the way I, like, I'm Mexican, so I have my two last names. That wouldn't even be right. Like Dulce Mendez, um, Dulce Maria Mendez Aldana hyphenate 
blah whatever <laughs> like that just don't even you already got three last names with that <laughs> that don't even sound right i just ugh. Yeah. yeah, so I've thought about that because even in like like in school and things like that, no one calls me by my two last names. But in all my documents, it's always Mendez Aldana because mm-hmm. that's how it is on my birth certificate. Right. And so I'm pretty sure if I were to change it or hyphenate, it wouldn't be Mendez, you know, hyphen, whatever. It would be Mendez Aldana hyphen, mm-hmm. whatever. And that just wouldn't like can you like me picturing it written that just looks so funky like i was actually think uh, i don't know why but i was actually thinking about this today before we came here to record and everything it was i was meant to be <laughs> i was actually thinking about what my last name would be uh-huh. and like being married and i'm like that'd be such a fucking long ass name like elizabeth Alejandra, Aldana, and then on top of that, if my husband has a long ass name, like let's say Hernandez or something like that, bro, that's four fucking long ass names. Imagine having to write, I mean, think I don't even just Yeah, that is. Do you so on your birth certificate you don't have your mom's last name? No. Okay. I only have my dad's, but Fake I Mexican. still <laughs> But even then, I've always said like Elizabeth Alejandra Aldana Gomez. Like yeah. whenever I like say my whole name. I've yeah. always said Elizabeth Alejandra Aldana Gomez. See, but that's what I was gonna tell you um about how Mexicans don't change their last name. Like, look at my manena. She wasn't mm-hmm. Aldana. She was Maria Raso. El- Maria Elena Raso. I don't know what her second last name is. But like, you see what I mean? Like, they don't change their last name over there. Yeah. And you keep your mom's and your dad's. Mm-hmm. And that's how Noah is. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I'm surprised, like, I really thought whenever my son was born and I, on our, on the birth certificates, you know, you have to write all the forms out, so you have to put what you want. I thought all the nurses were going to give me, like, what the fuck, guys? Because mm-hmm. I put my last name in there. Because I wanted to put my last name first. Because I think my mm-hmm. last name is dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really think my last name is cool, like Mendes. I don't know. It just sounds dope to me. Uh-huh. So I wanted to name Noah noah mendez because i just think it sounds dope you know mm-hmm. and but of course jimmy was like super opposed to it but i was like okay fine if you have to be first but like i'm gonna be on there yeah so on my son's birth certificate it was like if it was a mexican birth certificate because it's noah xavier aguilar mendez like such a mexican i name. pushed him out bitch <laughs> my name gonna be on the birth certificate bitch <laughs> <laughs> luckily uh his dad wasn't opposed to he's like yeah that's fine and we're mexican so like Mm-hmm. his he has two last names too i don't know how the fuck we got on this topic but um oh we were talking about taking our husband's last name yeah all that to but say yeah. you know us mexicans we have long names long last names very long last names women don't take um after their husband really mm-hmm. i don't know if that has changed though so maybe they do now and i mm-hmm. and i know a lot did in the past but it wasn't a common thing yeah so that's how i grew up i won't do it and then because I've also played with a lot of last names. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've ever done that with like my name and like guys I've dated. Uh-huh. I'm like Dulce Aguilar, ew. Dulce, whatever, Hernandez, ew. Like nothing sounds right. Yeah. Nothing like Dulce Mendez. Yeah. Like a match made in heaven. <laughs> and it's, I've thought about this too because I'm, you would think I want to change it because it's my dad's last name. Mm-hmm. And like, ew, nada que ver. Mm-hmm. So you would think like, oh, yeah, the first chance I get to change my last name. Hell yeah, because I don't want nothing to do with my dad. But like, I don't see it as a connection with my dad. Mm-hmm. I see it as a connection with me because that's just how I was born. I right. didn't choose it. Like it to you. I didn't choose that life. That life chose me. 
<laughs> the Mendez life chose me. <laughs> Mendez doesn't signify your dad to you. Mendez signifies you. Right. You know? And then I've thought about what if like deep down it does signify my dad and my connection to him. And that's the only thing I have to him. So maybe that's why I'm so adamant about also not changing it. Mm-hmm. I've tried to psychoanalyze myself. Makes sense. <laughs> I, do, I do that to myself so much too. So some maybe somebody out there listening might be like, bitch, it's because it's daddy issues. Like, <laughs> shut up probably <laughs> you don't gotta say it though <laughs> you don't gotta expose me like that okay <laughs> i know i have daddy issues <laughs> but yeah so all of these marriage traditions are freaking wild oh would you want to wear a veil i do but i don't want it to cover my face okay so what do they call it a train no oh no that's no, a that's long the, tail yeah no i do want a veil but i want it like as a decoration on my hair gotcha not to cover my face okay even though i do think just the action of the husband taking it off Mm -hmm. i think it's cute i think that's so cute too but i like it pre-ceremony like Mm -hmm. as soon as you get to the altar and they take it off yeah like when i see ceremonies like that i don't know i think it's so cute because it is like a reveal to the husband right and all the reactions i've seen they're just like oh my she looks so beautiful uh-huh. and i'm just like ah, i love watching weddings i don't know why <laughs> i do have a question though so i maybe have an answer maybe um so whenever the the bride has the veil and like let's say it's covering her face and she's walking to the altar and obviously the husband or the groom can't see the bride's face so <clears throat> if they can't see the bride's face can the bride see where she's walking yes i believe so because most of the veils at least the styles i have seen they're lace or pretty much like mesh sort of yeah so like see-through but not really so it's like if it's on your face you can see like you can see features but you can't see like prominent things right i think you can just see enough to like be able to walk gotcha and not trip and fall okay pretty sure so obviously like the groom i'm assuming the groom might be able to see like the main facial features, but they can't see the detalle. So like the how the bride has her makeup done. Right. Everything. Like I'm pretty sure they can see some black behind it, like the, mm-hmm. the eyeliner, the lashes, mm-hmm. but they can't really see what it looks like. Right. Maybe they can see some red around the lips so they can tell it's a red lip, but they mm-hmm. can't fully see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like almost looking like a, at a blurry picture sort of. Right. Until they take it off and it's a clear picture. Exactly. This is probably like too much because like one... I don't even, I'm not even in a relationship, but I've literally like planned out my whole wedding in my head. (laughs) Homegirl has a whole Pinterest board. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I really do though. So, okay. For me anyway, like I would want, like instead of like getting a whole venue, I would want to rent out like a huge Airbnb with a huge, oh my gosh, that crack sounded disgusting with (laughs) there's a crack yeah my voice (laughs) so i want to get a instead of a venue i want to get a huge airbnb Uh with a huge backyard and front lawn and everything right so that would be like the venue that's where we're going to have like the ceremony Mm -hmm. and everything and then instead of getting like catered food, I would want alguien que haga una taquiza. Yeah. And instead of like your traditional wedding cake, I will be a hardcore till I die. I will love cookies as my favorite pastry. So I do want a cookie cake, but of course I want my husband to choose whatever he wants. So like let's say his favorite thing to eat is 
let's say cheesecake or whatever like have a cheesecake instead of the traditional wedding so we're gonna have a cookie cake and then whatever he wants to <laughs> you know so we're gonna have two different kinds of cakes there's nothing traditional about ellie no absolutely not because especially like on top of that not even the white dress i want a tan one and i want to design it myself shit if i can learn how to like make it myself i would you can do it youtube girl youtube youtube or tiktok i've actually already designed it <laughs> now we just need the man mm -hmm. we have everything planned we just need the man <laughs> yeah Damn. i feel like for me i would go the route of tradition yeah. i love traditional weddings those like, are really pretty just the way they look i like going with like all white mm -hmm. what like what else do you have like that you would want in your wedding so i want a traditionally white dress i want a traditional wedding cake like tear cake I want I'm trying to think like what else is tradition. I do want to get married through the church and through state. So all that is more traditional as opposed to like what you want. Mm -hmm. What else would be tradition? I want it Mexican tradition. So like I want my husband to get thrown up in the air and catched. Mm -hmm. I want to do the thing where you I forget what it's called. La cola de no sé qué. When you stand up on the chair like me on one chair, my husband on the other, and he's holding the tail of the dress, and the people are dancing like in a line all around the the table oh, and yeah, going yeah, under yeah. Uh -huh. under the dress. You know, yeah. I want to do that. I want what else? I'm trying to think of like what's traditional. I want the bridesmaid. I want the groomsmen. Mm -hmm. So I do want to like what are they called? Party, court, uh, the bridal shower, bridal shower. Yeah, all that. Mm -hmm. So quote-unquote everything tradition like what's meant to happen yeah in a wedding mm -hmm. i guess that's how i can word it is what i want gotcha mm -hmm. even though mine is very non-traditional i still do want a lot of traditional aspects to my wedding so like i still want bridesmaids i still want groomsmen and like the maid of honor mm -hmm. and like the bridal shower whatever yeah, yeah and all that stuff i think the only thing i want that's not necessarily how it's always been but i know people do that now it's just not as common i don't want to get married in the church okay like i want to be in my venue because mm -hmm. i want to get married in by a beach that okay. is my dream mm -hmm. i want to get married at a beach pretty beach not fucking galveston <laughs> <laughs> so i want a destination wedding and I want the priest to come to the what, like to the venue. I don't want to be in the church. Gotcha. That's the only thing that I think would be like different. Mm -hmm. But just because you don't need the physical church, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I think you just need to have the priest there. Gotcha. And so I would want the priest to do the ceremony, but I don't want to be in the church. I don't want the church to be my venue. Gotcha. Because that's how a lot of people are. They get married at the church and that's their ceremony venue and then they just move to like a venue venue for the party like mm -hmm. no i want that type that has like a venue but it also has something outside for the ceremony but gotcha. it's all the same thing yeah that makes sense i that's kind of like similarly how i see it in my head for myself mm -hmm. like the airbnb house obviously is, i do want like something huge right that's going to be and the outside is going to be where the ceremony ceremony is going to be taking place and also you also you oh my gosh <laughs> my, cannot talk to also where the venue will be at as well okay so that's going to be the ceremony and venue yeah so it's the same thing yeah as me but with me i want the priest there because yeah. mm -hmm. i do want it to be a sacrament which is one thing where i'm like am i gonna be able to find somebody in this society because like finding a good looking young man who's catholic 
I don't know, man. Because <laughs> um, I've had a lot of, not a lot, but I've had a couple friends, different people try to set me up with different people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why the first thing I ask, I'm like, what's their religion? Because <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm very like. I mean, if it's important to you, it is. especially if religion is very important to a person, that should not be taken off of your standards, yeah. especially if you value it, if you have so much value in it mm-hmm. for someone to just like dismiss it. That's like you shouldn't dismiss it. If right. it's important to you, you shouldn't dismiss it on somebody else's account. Right. You know, so. if it's important to you, it's important to you. And don't back down from that. Right. Yeah. And I don't. So if anybody knows of a good looking Catholic boy, <laughs> send him my way. Just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah. Um, and it's not only because of the wedding thing. I always see it as because if I'm going to marry this man, like obviously I want to have his uh, 100 children. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to me to raise my children in the Catholic church. So why would I make that an issue firsthand mm-hmm. by not marrying someone who doesn't value that? Because I have met, like, I've met people who get together who with people who are not Catholic and they're very strong. Like my mom. My mom is super Catholic, more than me, obviously. And she marries someone who's not Catholic, but he values her religion. And he's like, if you're willing, um, no, if it's that important to you and, like, let's say you want to get married through the church, I don't mind that. Like, I'm not that religion, but I will go and get my sacraments done so we can go get married by the by your church mm-hmm. so if it's something like that then i'm also not opposed to it. i'm not like you don't have to be born catholic mm-hmm. but if you're not opposed to and i wouldn't even say converting but like just just get some sacraments done uh-huh. <laughs> so we can because that's the thing you cannot get married in a catholic church if you don't have your sacraments gotcha so if someone comes who's let's say a baptist and wants to get and it's like okay yeah no that's fine i'll get married with you through your church but they don't have any of the Catholic sacraments. Like we can't. Mm-hmm. You have to have your baptism and first communion and confirmation. Mm-hmm. How long is they that go usually? In order. Okay. How long is that process to do? Like, let's say if you're not even baptized through the Catholic Church, how long is that uh, for the ceremony from the baptism to the confirmation? How long does that usually? It's take? It's actually not that long as an adult because when you do it as a child, it's like years yeah yeah because when you are first born usually like as soon as you can yeah it's when you get baptized Mm -hmm. like for me uh we baptized noah when he was six months and that was considered pretty late Mm -hmm. like they do it when they're like newborns a lot of the times Uh, but he was six months and then you usually get your first communion around when you're in second grade so i want to say it's when you're around eight years old Mm -hmm. is when you can do it and then you get confirmed as a teen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's over a long period of time from the time right. you're born to you're a teenager. So like, what, 17 years? Mm-hmm. But you can take all of those classes as adults because Jimmy actually did that with the intention that we were going to get married. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, but no, they also have adult classes where I think it's only a couple of months that you go once a week and they just talk about different things i don't know because i didn't take those classes Mm -hmm. but you go for a course of months and then you get your first communion and confirmation done as an adult but it's just months interesting Mm -hmm. okay and it's only like once a year once a month i mean oh my gosh once a week that you meet so all together you only go to about like 12 classes maybe even less maybe more i'm not really sure and then you go and get 
confirmation and first communion and then you're ready that's crazy so that's a huge difference between 12 classes and 17 years that's a huge difference yeah but at the same time it kind of makes sense though because as an adult you probably grasp the information a lot better than you do as a kid because i remember whenever I'm going to be completely honest. Everything that was taught to me for me bautismo, mi primera comunión, I don't remember anything mm-hmm. from what was taught to me in like those classes. Yeah. And I was in those Sunday classes for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. But then again, that was back then in my childhood. And still, because it was such a long time ago, of course, I don't remember a lot of that stuff. Right. So. And also, they were only once a week. Right. It wasn't like an everyday thing for me. I remember a lot of it because I was I would take those Sunday classes and I went to Catholic school. Right. And, and on the other hand, I only went to Sunday classes. So I was only in church one day out of the week. Right. And then I was in public school. So Right. And for me, that was six days a week because mm-hmm. it was Monday through Friday school. I would have religion Monday through Friday and then Sundays. Right. So I only had Saturday off. Right. <laughs> and then during that time, my mom would talk about it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was like seven days a week for me. Yeah. So that there is there's a huge uh, dynamic difference in that because although we went to back then we used to go to church every single Sunday but my mom wouldn't really speak very much about it mm-hmm. um, like it was I would only hear about our religion like whenever I was at church that's pretty much it it wasn't really talked very much about in our household right so and so maybe that's also why we have very different views on it definitely probably. I mean not not only that but I mean obviously we're different human beings but Mm -hmm. we also had different upbringings when it came to religion it was very like drilled in my brain Mm -hmm. and uh don't get me wrong it did get exhausting and i did take a break from it Mm -hmm. for years because of it because like i said it was like monday through friday i went to catholic school it was like I mean, that's not the only thing we talked about, but of course, you still had religion class. So it was every day. You still had to study for it. You had tests for it, just like any other academic class. And then I would come home. My mom would talk about it. And then Sunday, go to classes and then go to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and on top of that, it's very it was very different from mine as well, because whenever we would go to church, it would only be me, my sisters, my mom. My dad wouldn't go. So we would meet my dad after church and then we would like eat and whatnot, but my dad wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and my mom and my sisters. Same girl. It was just me and my mom <laughs> <laughs> for different reasons, reasons. but yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> just to like touch a little bit on it. I'm not going to go too deep on it. That's also a very different outcome because although you were exposed to it, a lot more or pretty frequently especially like if you were basically at a church or because you went to catholic school oh yeah and then i went to mass twice a week because then we would go to mass on thursdays oh for school oh we would have school mass on thursdays and then i would go sunday okay so sorry i just needed to add that yeah <laughs> so even more so like how you said like it was drilled into you um, like the whole catholic religion and you still identify it very strongly and you still go to like church and you still are very interactive with the church i work at a church right (laughs) exactly yeah and then i do want to point out like my dad he was brought up in a very similar manner where it was very drilled into him or at least the way that he would speak to me about it you know Mm -hmm. it was very drilled into him and by all means he still identifies like as a catholic 
but he doesn't interact with the church very much Mm -hmm. so like he doesn't go to church he doesn't like read the bible and he kind of has a similar view as i do like that you don't have to be in a church or read the bible in order to connect with god like he's with us at all times and you can speak with him whenever you want to speak with him and so that's how he is so just seeing kind of like those different outcomes but similar upbringings is very kind of cool to see you Mm -hmm. know yeah and i would say that he was probably raised in a stricter way mm-hmm. because i feel like papa luis and mama nena were more hardcore mm-hmm. than my mom is probably because like papa luis would get up papa luis is our grandpa mm-hmm. but we call him papa luis he would get up every single morning if i'm not mistaken at 4 or 5 a.m and pray the rosary mm. every single day i think my mom does that now mm-hmm. i don't know if she's always done it but i don't know i just feel like my grandparents were more hardcore mm-hmm. than my mom is so I feel like your dad was brought up a little more than me. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm not mistaken, I think they went to Catholic school all the way up to high school. Like they graduated from Catholic school. Oh. I did not. I went from, yes. I only went five years from fourth grade to eighth grade. Okay. So that was also different. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm lying. Cause then I also went to Catholic school, kinder and first grade, kinder first, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. And then I went to public. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think our parents all the way through. So, I mean, theirs was a little mm. more. Yeah. And then on top of that, you can see the difference, too, between your mom and my dad. Because obviously they had a very similar upbringing to each other. The same. The same upbringing yeah. as in, like, they the religion was drilled into them very hardcore. But at the same time, your mom is very interactive with the church. She works at a church, too. <laughs> not no? A, no. No, she works for a public school. Oh, I thought the school was the was at the church. No, I work for a school church, church school. She's a catechist. That means she teaches Sunday school, but that's volunteer. Oh, okay. So anyways, she still she teaches church school, but only once a week. Okay, so she's still very interactive with the church. But it's not her full time job. Gotcha. Okay, so she's still very interactive with the church. And she had a very she had the same upbringing as my dad. But then again, two very distinctive outcomes Mm -hmm. where my dad isn't very interactive or isn't interactive at all. Right. But still has his beliefs as a catholic person and then your mom too is very interactive with the church and has very uh, catholic beliefs as well mm-hmm. i thought i was it's so funny because as a teenager i thought i was gonna be like your dad mm-hmm. where i was like where i would be like whatever like mm-hmm. i don't really want nothing to do with the church and i am coming out more like my mom <laughs> where i'm like no like you know this is who i am it's what i love and yeah not a, i'm not as super as her mm-hmm. but I'm closer, I would say, to my mom as far as, like, religion gotcha. than to your dad. But as a teenager, I rem- as a teenager, I remember I would just be like, ew, no, like, you cannot pay me to go. But I think it was because it was so fresh and it was just like, mm-hmm. I was just too, I wouldn't say overwhelmed, overloaded, gotcha. I think would be the word. I was just too overloaded with church stuff. And, you know, as a teenager, mm-hmm. just, everything is just like, blah. Yeah, like, you don't want to do anything related to school or just like we're teenagers we were teenagers yeah everybody understands yes when you're a teenager you don't want to do nothing yeah that has to do with nothing (laughs) like nothing yeah yeah so i was just like church absolutely not Mm -hmm. and now that i have my son i'm like i need to go to church but even yet (laughs) like i don't go but damn there we go on another rant sorry guys (laughs) so back to it but i think we're wrapping it up 
fun yeah. yeah if you're still here thank you so much for listening to us and all of our shenanigans especially all of our crazy off-topic rants oh, <laughs> definitely so Thank you so much for listening, Puffs. And don't forget to follow and turn on your notifications so you don't miss an episode. And you can also find us on all socials at the Puff Lounge Podcast. And please make sure to follow us on Instagram. That's where you can join on our Feedback Fridays and our Story Sundays. That's where you can be a lot more interactive with what we talk about. And we'll see you back here next week for the next episode. Bye! Bye.